Welcome, everybody. This is Araceli, Transition Wealth Advisor and Real Estate Investor in the U.S. and Canada. Today, in my chat with Colette, we have an interesting subject that is going to be very interesting for those of you who want to become real estate investors. Colette, can you introduce yourself and tell us what we're talking about today? Yes, of course. I always have a big smile on my face when we do this show because yeah. Araceli is wonderful. We always like to talk about real estate. We always love to connect on stuff, income property, otherwise, just we have a great time. So we wanna bring you into the show and please ask your questions, subscribe, like, whatever it is. My name is Colette Raba. I am a residential real estate broker in the GTA. I help people buy, sell, rent, invest, <laughs> fix and flip, whatever you, whatever you wanna know. Give me a call. I'm here for you. Araceli also does investment property in Canada and in the U.S. Uh, so that's why we love talking about real estate and want to help you start yeah. investing in what we really, really believe in, which is real estate. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? So today we wanted to know, well, not to know. So it's how do you know your returns ahead of time? Yes. So it's very, very easy and very, very important and very, very difficult all at the same time. Exactly. But let me just give you a little bit of a background because, you know, in the show, we get people that ask us questions and this is fabulous because we can pass them on to you. So you know exactly what other people are looking for as well to know. And I have someone that contacted me and saying, I want to rent my condo. And I started to ask questions and they had no answer whatsoever. So this is how, uh, you know, people get themselves into trouble because they don't do the due diligence ahead of time. And when you have a piece of paper, you can play with a piece of paper and do all these calculations. And it's not, it doesn't cost you anything more than a piece of paper and a little bit of your time, but it's right. going to save you thousands of dollars in the end. Do you agree with that, Colette? I do. And you know what? Funny enough, uh, I really don't like to admit this because of course I want people to call me and say, hey, can you help me out with this? And of course I'm brilliant and I know everything. But <laughs> honestly, what we're talking about today is very easy access information to the public. So it's not something that you have to wait until you see a property to know all these numbers. Everything is right there on a listing. It's like apps there. You can get the information from so many different sources. So that can't be a complaint of yours to say, oh, I don't know how to get this information. So we're going to share that with you today if exactly. you don't know. And there's lots of sources. So the first thing, uh, the first place is to go to realtor.ca or .com if you're in the States. Uh, there's Zillow. There's um, the one favorite app of mine that actually I was embarrassed because this was years ago, a client told me about it and I'm like, oh my God, I, they have more information than I did at the time. Yeah. Uh, and the app is House Sigma. So that is, and it's an app on my phone. I love it. I click yeah. on it. I drive by a house and I see the address and I just put it in there. Exactly. And it gives me all the listing, gives me all the information. Yeah. Now, the only thing that I'm going to say about this type of apps, and this has nothing to do with any of these apps that we're talking about, yes. but don't trust 100% what's there because sometimes not all the information is very accurate. So 
that's why I particularly, when I do search in for properties, I search many different sites. And one of the things that I like about the U.S. is that the access to information is free. So I can go and actually go to the county's website. For public record. You're talking about public it's record. It's all public record. And I can yeah. get more accurate information about the property. We don't have that luxury here in Canada unless you are, um, I think it's a lawyer, a lawyer, or you can actually request that information. It's available, but it's not as readily available as it is in the U.S. Yeah. And and sorry, don't get me wrong. I do do have access to more information than the average public, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about just figuring out what you need to know. Uh, what kind of returns you're going to get on the property, even before you call a realtor. Like this is just something that you should be getting into the habit of doing to see if you actually will make money. Yeah. Like this is, I'm telling you, even with people that are actually doing, like my my students that I coach, they are still like, I'm asking them, what is the rate of return that you're expecting? And they're just thinking, oh, I don't know. Right. So this is a train um, thing. So you have to continue to do it and train yourself every single time that you see a property. Is this a good property? Because that, 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 and I'm expecting to make this amount of money. Right. You're not just going to a property and say, oh, well, I'm just going to buy it. And now I'm going to be rich. It, it just doesn't happen that way. Okay. Right. So I want to share one thing that we, 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 have a a little bit of a lingo thing sometimes when you're talking about income properties and it's called ROI. Yeah. So so what we talk about is return on investment, but we want to keep it very simple for everybody and say, know your return. So, so what we're, it's the same thing. So when you buy a property or you buy anything that is supposed to generate income, you have money coming in and you have money going out. So let's go with the first thing about knowing your numbers. What is going out? Number one is purchase price. Yep. Number two is if you're buying a condo, let's say uh, maintenance fees, or what do they call it in the States? HOA. So that start, stands for Home Owners Association? It, that's the Home Owners Association. Sorry. Okay. I thought you were saying it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think it was, but I, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's Home Owners Association. Canada which is exactly the same thing that condo fees here in Canada. So, okay. So, and even with free freehold, so even with homes, sometimes there's a homeowners association that, you know, let's say little gated community or something like that. It doesn't have to necessarily be a condo building to have an HOA. Okay. So that's number two. You have to look at your insurance. You have to look at your property taxes. Mm -hmm. You have to look at your closing costs and other fees related to that. And there's another fee that people tend to forget about. Let's say with an income property, you want to do an Airbnb. There is that fee of lawn maintenance, of cleaning. Any maintenance at all that you have. Exactly. So so it depends on what kind of income you want or, or what kind of income property you want and what you want to do with it. And also there's the fix and flip cost right so now that's uh, that's another one but let me just give you one more for the regular expenses and one thing that most investors forget especially if you do have a rental or an airbnb it's uh 
vacancy rates, right? Thank you. If you have a long-term tenant, you're always going to have, at some point or another, the unit is going to be vacant. So you got to have to factor in that every year. Um, and the same with Airbnb. Sometimes you have a high season and you have a low season. So what is the average total number of days that your Airbnb is going to be uh, occupied? Yeah. So you have to factor that in because on the overall and the yearly basis, how many days do you actually get that property rented? If it's an Airbnb, I usually go for 10, 15 days, depending on where the property is, right? Uh, some days you're going to have them rented for the whole month, right? Well, Maybe one right. well I can give, give you a very good example. So I have a vacation property rental in Canada, in yeah. Ontario. Nobody's going there in the winter. So I know my vacancy rate is six, 60, half of the month, or sorry, not half of the month. Uh, half of the year. Yeah. Let's just say worst case scenario. That's 50%, right? Right. So 50, I even was going to say 60%, but yeah, you know, let's just call it nice and say 50%. So even in the summer, I might not have a full big, I, I might not have uh, uh, people staying the whole summer. I might have days in between. So yeah, maybe it is more like 60%. Yeah. Something like that. I'm very specific about, and I'm very happy with whatever that looks like. So I knew going in, what kind of income I was going to get out of the property. And if I have someone, so actually last winter, I had wonderful people stay for November and December because they were moving. Yeah. I didn't get the same rate as I did in my hot season, but I'm thrilled to get that extra income. So you always want to think the lowest. Of, Absolutely. Of the minimum of what you can get and then be happy with if you get somebody like that, where they exactly. need to beef it up. And it's the same with long-term tenants. Uh, for right now, you know, my uh, property, I had it for eight years and I have very little uh, vacancy. Yeah. But right now I have a tenant that is moving out and there's two months that I don't have any income. So you have to factor that in, whether it is your own fault or they're moving out, you don't know, right? Uh, or you're not able to get another tenant right away. So right. all of those things you have to factor in. And that is one of the things that most people, most investors, especially new investors, forget to factor that in. You always gotta have to do that in there. So the other right. thing is on, on that regards, Colette, the very first thing that you need to know before you even buy that property, if that's what you wish to do, is to know how much you can rent it for. Yes. Obviously, if this is going to be a long-term, how much is going to be? And yeah. if it's a, a Airbnb, how much you can rent it per night? And if it's allowed as well. So that's right. a totally different thing to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but that's basically what we're talking about. Money out, money in. So purchase price. All the maintenance fees, the ins the the um the insurance, the taxes, all that stuff is money out. Money in is very easy to find online. You can see what your com your competition looks yep. like too, which is really fantastic. There's lots of sites like yep. Airbnb, VRBO, uh, short term accommodation, even on Facebook, things like that. Where yep. there's tons of a lot of information you can find. It's an easy search. You don't have to actually sign up to, to go into, uh, you don't have to rent a, a place. You can just search uh, what the prices are like. And yeah. at least it gives you an idea. And you can't just say, oh, well, my place is going to be better. I can charge double 
Yeah, no. no. <laughs> that's what the area, and that's why we always say in real estate, yeah. location, location, location. Because just because you're in downtown Toronto doesn't mean it's a great area that people want to rent. That's so, right. That's a whole other show. We could talk about that. But basically, money in, money out, right? Correct. Yeah. And the thing is, if you do that before you even open up your checkbook and say, oh, I'm going to buy this property, you have to do it with different scenarios. If yeah. you're going to rent it full time, is that going to cover everything? Or if you're okay not covering everything, make sure that you have enough money put aside every month to cover the shortfall if that's yeah. what you wish to do. But if you're going to rent it an Airbnb, how are you, you know, going to cover the rest of it if it's not rented? Exactly. So you still things, have to carry it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just have to do that because on paper, as I said, it, there's no cost. But when you have it already and now you're starting to think, well, um, I really don't know how much I can rent it for then you already missed the boat, right? Because now if you're not going to cover all of your monthly expenses with the rent, because the rent is a lot less than where you actually have to pay out, then you may be in trouble. Some people have a lot of money, so it doesn't matter, right? But most people that do buy an investment property, they're yeah. limited in funds. And even if you are okay, in my opinion, is that I don't want to buy any properties that don't support themselves. I agree, hundred percent. That is just was, okay. okay. But this is funny. So I was just going to finish with something. So, yeah. so I was actually looking at a property yesterday. This is why you use realtors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we're doing this day in and day out. Even if it's not for, you know, if, if it's not for me, I'm doing it for clients. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so I do it quite often for people. I do the calculations with them. I don't do it for them. I say, okay, you know, you guys come to me and I'll support you whichever way I can, but I'm yeah. not going to work for free. The other thing too is please take Araceli's course. She goes through this in-depth, excellent, excellent course. Um, but what I was going to say was if you buy an income property and you think you can rent each room out like a rooming house and make a ton of money, yeah. please know your local laws. <laughs> Just like, you know, I, I can't help you. <laughs> if that's something that you want to do that's illegal, yeah you know, please don't tell us. We don't want to know any of that. Everything has to be on the up and up. Yeah. The other thing too is when you look at your returns, if you want to hold it and you can afford to rent it for less, but you know you're going to sell it in five years and the market's going to climb, that's another thing that you can consider too and say, okay, I can carry it on my own yeah. you know, with minimal rental if something happens, whatever the case may be, but know that I'm going to sell it. That's my exit strategy. I know what it is before I even get started. So that we always talk about exit strategy too, before you even think about putting a penny down. Exactly. So that is the whole point of these, because I've had many people, this is not the only person that have approached me and says, well, can I do this? And when I start asking questions, they say, well, I got the property, but I don't even know what it would rent for. So you have to do that ahead of time. Save yourself some headaches. Talk to your realtor. Yes. Talk to somebody that actually has done this before to analyze the property. Don't just go in, oh, well, yeah, no, this looks good. I can't afford it. No, just even if you can afford it, even if you have a ton of money extra, 
make sure that you do it because sometimes things that look okay might not be okay. So just, it doesn't hurt. Believe you me, know what? it will save you so much time and headaches. I think Araceli and I, we have to do a show just on stories of, of <laughs> past experiences of what people have come to us with. Yeah. And what we've got, like I've, you know, the, the deals that I've had and what kind of craziness it is in the world, in, yeah. in the real estate world that you'd be really surprised. I, I know. You know what? Sometimes you think that a lot of the people the that have been buying properties, they know what they're doing, but they, they're not buying a property that doesn't make you an expert. Right. You have to do all those due diligence and knowing exactly what you're expecting to get out of that property. So that's but also, yeah, but also not knowing what you, what you're doing can also lead to the house, not being what you think it it's, it is and where it is. And you know, all the, all this, I, every day I learn something new about houses. I don't want yeah. to learn. <laughs> like I'm tired. I'm tired of thinking, Oh my gosh. So I just learned about insulation and I learned about like a whole bunch of stuff that, if you if you don't know all this information, I'm not saying you have to know everything, but yeah. if you're not aware of all the moving parts of a property of a house, yeah, things that could go wrong, it could cost you thousands, thousands of dollars. So we want to keep you safe. We want to keep you as informed as possible. Please like and subscribe, you know, on on here. Yeah. Ask us your questions so we can keep going and answer your questions because if it's not just you asking. Lots of people have the same question. Exactly. So just remember, there is no simple question. Just ask the question. And it's better that you do it beforehand. And do it before. If you're thinking about becoming a real estate investor, please let us know. We can guide you through what you need to do. And it just won't take very long. And it won't cost you a lot of money either. So just do it beforehand instead of getting yourself into a property that it's going to become a headache for you. So yeah. that's probably, it. We're not going to bite your head off. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> thank so you that's for joining okay. us, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much, Colette, for being here. And thank you guys for watching. Keep asking your questions and just remember to subscribe and like the video and share it with somebody that is looking for information about real estate investing. Okay. We'll see you next week, Colette. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.aracelihernandez.com. Thank you.